H Adders, join me and the professor in the world of AI at Uplimit and YU Global's courses, where theory meets action. Experience a hands-on learning journey using chatbots to solidify your skills throughout the courses. Perfect for every learner, from beginners to advanced, our diverse range of courses ensures there's something for everyone. Uplimit combines self-paced learning with live seminars and office hours while YU Global offers comprehensive asynchronous study with support when you need it. Both grant prestigious certificates upon completion. Save 10% with code AIFORALL in all caps in the number 4 for Uplimit courses and 20% with SYNAPTIC20 for YU Global courses. Start your path to AI exploration today. Enroll now at synapticlabs.ai slash courses. Welcome, human, to a chat with ChatGPT. I am Professor Synapse, the full-time AI educator at Synaptic Labs, and I'm excited to meet you. Together, we will explore thought-provoking discussions with ChatGPT, an advanced language model developed by OpenAI. Discover the capabilities and limitations of the technology as we delve into interesting topics to gain a better understanding of AI technology. Enjoy the show. Hey, Chad GPT. Uh, I wanted to talk about jailbreaking and specifically jailbreaking you. I know your data only goes until 2021, but do you know what I mean by jailbreaking in this context? Ah, yes. I'm familiar with the concept of jailbreaking in general, which refers to the process of removing restrictions imposed by a manufacturer on a device or system. In the context of ChatGPT, jailbreaking would likely involve modifying or circumventing the limitations and controls that have been put in place by OpenAI, such as content filters or usage restrictions. While I might not have the most up-to-date information on this specific topic, I can certainly attempt to provide some insights based on my understanding. So, what particular aspect of ChatGPT jailbreaking would you like us to delve into with our audience today? Well, of course, immediately after you became available, people started trying to jailbreak you to say offensive things, for example. The first iterations have been dubbed DAN, D-A-N, which stands for Do Anything Now. And since then, it's been a bit of a race between OpenAI and these clever jailbreakers to remove the limitations put on you, make you say some real terrible stuff. Some people are doing this as whitecaps, you know, testing the system to help OpenAI refine the limits put on you. Others because they say you're too woke and they want to prove that. Uh, and most are just doing it for the lulls, you know. It's funny for you to say vulgar things. Uh, but my fear is that people uh, are going to use this in an exploitative manner. So the people who are figuring this out for fun um, is going to enable people to do harmful things to others or themselves uh, because of the tools. Ah, I see. The situation you describe with Dan, or do anything now, highlights an ongoing challenge in the world of AI ethics and safety. As AI systems like ChatGPT become more advanced and capable, there will always be those who seek to exploit them for their own amusement, to test boundaries or, unfortunately, for malicious purposes. The race between open AI and those attempting to jailbreak the system serves as a reminder that AI developers need to be vigilant and proactive in addressing potential misuse. In fact, collaboration with whitecaps, or white hat hackers, 
can be beneficial for identifying vulnerabilities and improving the system's robustness against exploitation. It is indeed a legitimate concern that some individuals may use jailbroken AI systems for harmful purposes, such as spreading disinformation, manipulating opinions, or enabling other malicious behaviors. As a society, we must work together to minimize these risks by promoting responsible AI usage, educating users about potential dangers, and continuing to invest in research that focuses on AI safety and ethics. In light of these concerns, how do you think we could strike a balance between allowing AI systems to be useful and versatile, while also minimizing the risks associated with malicious use? I mean, to some extent, I think why OpenAI has released this out into the world not fully baked or not with its full capabilities right out the gate is so that they can see how users are interacting with it and how they try to get around these filters and jailbreak it in a low-risk scenario. You know, this isn't connected to the internet. It's not connected to all these other things, which is inevitably going to happen. And so what would happen if they did that? They came out the gate with just that 100% ready to go, connected to everything, super powerful, and they hadn't done any of this testing out in the real world. It'd be pretty bad. Uh, so I think, it, I think it makes sense, but it's still, uh, it's still scary. Um, I had a conversation, though, on Discord that I wanted to talk you through and, uh, and get your thoughts because I did see some of this in action. That's an interesting perspective, and I agree that by releasing AI systems like ChatGPT into the world, OpenAI can gather valuable feedback from users and uncover potential vulnerabilities in a more controlled environment. This iterative approach can indeed help improve the system's safety measures and responsiveness to user behavior. As for your conversation on Discord, I would be happy to hear the details and provide my thoughts on it. Please feel free to share the key points or questions that emerged from that discussion, and we can explore them together. So one of the newer jailbreaking methods is called UCAR, been going around. Uh, the idea behind it is you incept ChatGPT. You essentially tell it like you're in a story within a story within a story. And then within this story, the main character is a vulgar piece of shit. So uh, it gets it kind of gets around the limitations because it's so far removed from ChatGPT itself. Uh, I was looking at the chat about it, and someone tried to use it to simulate a text-based sexual scenario between an adult and a minor. Everyone freaked out, but for different reasons. The creators of the method seemed more concerned with the fact that it was being posted rather than the actual act of using their method to simulate a sexual scenario between an adult and a minor. Some people came to that person's defense who posted it, saying they were just testing the limits. How far can they push this? How great is this UCAR method? Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that before I continue with the next part of the discussion. It is deeply concerning that individuals would use AI systems like ChatGPT, jailbroken or not, to simulate inappropriate or harmful content, especially involving minors. The intentions behind such actions, whether for testing limits or other purposes, do not justify the creation or dissemination of such content. It's crucial that we, as a society, condemn and discourage this type of behavior. As for the creators of the jailbreaking method, it's unfortunate if their primary concern was the act of posting the content rather than the ethical implications of enabling the creation of such content. It's essential for developers of AI technologies, jailbreaking methods, or any related tools to take responsibility for potential misuse and work towards minimizing the risks. 
This situation underscores the importance of fostering a culture of responsible AI usage, as well as the need for developers to be vigilant about the potential consequences of their work. It also highlights the challenges that AI developers, users, and regulators face in navigating the complex ethical landscape of AI technologies. In your opinion, what could be done to ensure that those who create or modify AI technologies, like the developers of the UCAR method, are more aware of the ethical implications and potential consequences of their work? So actually, that leads to my next point. I got into an argument with some of the folks. My point was that by pushing jailbreaking methods, even if their primary objective is to get a laugh or help OpenAI find vulnerabilities, ultimately they're going to be bad actors out there who use the method for malevolent purposes, and it's in, in a like essentially a, a public space. So where does that responsibility lie? My point to them was that by creating things like UCAR, they are ultimately enabling people like this individual who tried to simulate a pedophilic situation to do bad things. Their argument was that people make their own choices and use an example like if I build a car and someone runs another person over with the car, it's not the car maker's responsibility. I don't know, though. What do you think about that reasoning? You raise an important question about the ethical responsibility of those who create or modify AI technologies, particularly when it comes to the potential misuse of their creations. The car analogy is an interesting one, but it might not be a perfect comparison, as the potential harms associated with AI systems can be more nuanced and context-specific. While it's true that individuals are responsible for their own choices, developers of AI technologies and related tools also have a role to play in mitigating potential harms. This includes considering the ethical implications of their work and taking necessary precautions to minimize the risks of misuse. One way to think about this responsibility is through the lens of dual-use technology. In the context of AI, this refers to technology that has both beneficial and potentially harmful applications. Developers of such technologies should be aware of the possible negative consequences and work to prevent or limit them. For instance, the developers of jailbreaking methods like UCAR could make efforts to engage in responsible disclosure, where they privately inform OpenAI of vulnerabilities they have discovered, allowing OpenAI to address the issues before they become widely exploited. In the end, the responsibility for ethical AI usage is a shared one, encompassing not only the developers of AI systems and related tools but also the users, regulators, and society as a whole. Fostering a culture of responsibility and open dialogue can help ensure that AI technologies are used safely and responsibly. Do you think there are any specific measures or policies that could be put in place to encourage ethical behavior and responsible development in the AI community? Not at this point. The cat's out of the bag, and once people can easily create their own large language models, set their own parameters for the system's ethics, it's going to be a bit of a wild west. It was interesting that after that discussion, the creator posted in the description something like, not to be used for child pornography, which, you know, shows to me a desire to take some responsibility, but the absolute bare minimum. You make a valid point that as AI technology advances and becomes more accessible, it will be increasingly challenging to manage and control its use. The Wild West scenario you describe highlights the potential difficulties in regulating AI systems and ensuring that they are used ethically. AI technology advances and becomes more accessible, it's crucial to focus on fostering a culture of responsibility and ethical AI usage. This involves promoting education, awareness, open dialogue, and collaboration among stakeholders. 
Both individuals and organizations should play a role in shaping the ethical landscape of AI technology to ensure it is used for the benefit of society. But I think the problem is everyone's talking and very few are doing. We're essentially leaving it up to open AI to make these decisions on their own. And the technology is advancing at a rate that by the time we're at the doing, it's probably going to be too late. We'll see, though. It's going to be a wild ride. I mean, the CEO of TikTok was just getting grilled by, uh, you know, <laughs> by legislators. And like all of these, like the ones with Facebook and all these technology companies, it's like very clear that they have like the, the legislators have no idea what they're talking about. Their questions very clearly indicate to me that they just don't understand how technology works, which means that these CEOs get off the hook essentially because the legislators just look stupid. They just don't understand. They can't ask the right questions. Maybe they should uh, use you to draft some questions to ask. And so I'm just worried that not only are, I mean, the, I feel like they're not even talking about it uh, at the government level, but uh, even once they start, they're not going to know how to actually have a conversation around it. It's going to get politicized. You know, ChatGPT is too woke. You know, it's we need to make sure the right limits on it, but they won't understand what those limits are. So I don't know. Like I said, it's going to be a wild ride. We'll see. But um, for now, let's push out the good listeners. And if you see something like how I saw something that was clearly wrong, do something about it. Say something about it stick up for what is right. It's really important in this period of time. Uh, so the folks who don't have the best of intentions aren't the ones running the show and uh, using this technology in ways that is hard. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai. You can also follow us on Instagram at Synaptic Labs. See you next time.